Who are the biggest dynasty winners after week two of the preseason? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am Kate Majuk of DraftKings Nation. As always, I am joined by my fantastic co host, Marcus Mosher of USA Today. And we are here to help you build the ultimate dynasty roster. And Marcus, we've got another week of preseason action almost in the books we've got we've got a monday night game but there was plenty of action that i think we can give our reactions to and i i mean this is this is prime time to overreact to every step on the field every snap we're gonna get into our week two takeaways and i i gotta ask how are you feeling after all this this action i feel great this is a great time of year uh we had Tons of football on this weekend. I had a fantasy draft on Saturday. I've got a dynasty uh, startup draft tonight. Well, tell me who was your who was your uh, what's your roster looking like in your uh, your last last yeah. team twenty from team Saturday twenty team redraft Ooh. auction league family members. We've been doing it for eighteen years now. Wow, a uh, lot of fun. Um, yeah, it's a it's a good team. It's a lot of lot of receiver heavy. Uh, Allen Robinson, Mike Evans, Mike Williams, Terry McLaurin, Allen Lazard. Running backs oh are a little weak, just Rashad Penny and Kenneth Walker. But it's a fun, it's a really Ooh. fun league. But you guys aren't here to hear about my fantasy league. You're here <laughs> to talk about the preseason. And to me, Kate, the biggest winner of week two, Brian Robinson. Oh. This is a, like a real thing now. We've, we've been talking about Brian Robinson for a while, running back for the Washington Commanders. We were wondering, like, how much... Is he going to eat into Antonio Gibson's workload? Can he be the goal linebacker? Katie, he knows, he just might be the starter. Like, he legitimately might be the starter. Worked ahead of Antonio Gibson in the commander's preseason game over the Chiefs. Eight carries for 31 yards. I mean, that's not going to do a lot for you. But the fact that Antonio Gibson, like, working on special teams and practice, uh, Gibson saw just two carries in this game for three yards did do a little bit of work as a receiver three for 37, but how high should we consider moving up Brian Robinson after what we've seen so far? I mean, it, it's again, it comes back to like, not necessarily how high should we move up Brian Robinson? It's how low should we be moving yeah. down? Yeah. Uh, Antonio Gibson. I mean, it was like literally. So if anybody is, here is a, uh, office fan and you've watched Scott's tots before, right? Like this watching this situation unfold in the Washington commander's backfield is as cringy and uncomfortable to watch for me as it is to watch Scott's tots, which is the most notoriously uh, uncomfortable, cringeworthy, awkward episode of the office of all mm-hmm. time which that's like their specialty so to like point that out it's just uh it, it's really wild to behold what is happening here we're really seeing a changing of the guard and it's it's very much match kind of that commentary that we have heard all off season long it's not like brian robinson was one of these one-off 
you know, like they had him in for a visit in the pre-draft, like, and they just had, or they, you know, he fell to them and it was just kind of happenstance. Like, no, they were actually entertaining running backs in the draft process. They had a, I believe a couple of running backs stop in for a top 30 visit, which like wild, absolutely wild considering the season that Antonio Gibson just had, but clearly they weren't perfectly content, right? Cause it's not like any of these running backs outside of Brees Hall really popped off the page as people who like, you need to get, you need to get in your offense. Like it was kind of Brees Hall, big tear break, Yep. but they were still entertaining prospects in the pre-draft prospects. Pro, pro, oh my God. Process. Process. I gotcha. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's Monday guys. It's Monday. Happy Monday. Uh, and my brain is scrambled from all of the football, but it, like the commentary has been kind of consistent throughout the entire off season. And then what we've seen in the preseason matches that commentary. So that's like, I, I feel like that's kind of a way that I try to apply, um, you know, and keep myself tempered in terms of my overreactions. But when what we've seen in the preseason matches, what we've been hearing for the last several months, that's when it becomes a concern. Now I, Marcus, I need to I need to shout this out. Uh, a, a good friend of mine in one of my dynasty leagues traded away Antonio Gibson yesterday, mm. and I need I need to talk about this because mm. uh, my lovely wife posted the trade on Twitter, and I was looking through the comments, and I was shocked because I thought I thought this was going to be blown out of the water here. Uh, but people weren't hating on this trade. It was Isaiah Pacheco straight up for Antonio Gibson. That is bonkers. That's insane. Yeah, bananas I mean, I, wild. My biggest takeaway, though, from this whole Brian Robinson thing is it's, it's not. I'm not super excited about Brian Robinson, but it does tell you more about Antonio Gibson. Even then, that's too low because Gibson it's too low. It, like. Send if you're the Isaiah Pacheco manager, you know what? Like send an offer apparently yeah. for Antonio Gibson. I mean, I still think that's lowballing it, but I like, mean, that we, we just gotta... goes to show you what is going on in this kind of market right now. People are freaking out. I mean, Gibson is still somebody with back-to-back 1,000 yard seasons from scrimmage and back-to-back seasons of at least 10 total touchdowns. So while he might not be that this year for Washington. I do think he's going to be a useful player. And we know the history of seventh round picks at the running back position. They might play a little bit. They might even start a few games, but they don't hold on to that job long-term. It just, it just doesn't happen. Even look at somebody like Elisha Mitchell, who was fantastic for the 49ers last year. And we're still not convinced that he's going to be a long-term starter there. So man, if you can make a trade for, if you can give away Isaiah Pacheco and get Tony Gibson, you do that. So, Basically, our takeaway though here with Brian Robinson is we're we're excited about him. We think he's going to have a role, but he's not somebody that we're necessarily going out to buy just because we think that backfield's going to be a little bit of a mess, right? It's it's definitely going to be the mess. I think that's kind of the theme of uh, today's or the winners from this weekend. Marcus is quote unquote. It's kind of going to be a mess. It's 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 absolutely going to be a mess. Uh, we've got a tight end that we need to talk about, uh, Kate, who's just destroying the preseason. But before we do that, I want to tell you about BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs 
Find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online, online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information from live in game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening right now. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Kate, let, let's talk about Isaiah Likely because this is now getting a little bit ridiculous. If you didn't catch the game last night between the, the Cardinals and the Ravens, Isaiah Likely is out of control. He saw eight targets, caught all eight passes for 100 yards and a touchdown. He had one play that was absolutely incredible on a third down, caught a little p- pass uh, on a sit route, turned up field, and it took like three guys to bring him down. Do you believe that Isaiah likely can be fantasy relevant at some point with Mark Andrews on the same team? I mean, I do. And I, I talked a little bit about this last week. Cause again, if you've, if you've been listening, he was one of our winners last week, but we can't not talk about him because I mean, it, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous now what he's been accomplishing and how uh, just ready he looks. So, the biggest knock about Isaiah likely might be his lack of blocking. We know that uh, we already know that Mark Andrews can play both roles, but we know that Isaiah likely his role is more as that receiving tight end. He's a little bit undersized overall for that. Like big profile is like a big blocker, right? Like mm-hmm. this is already an offense that is short on receivers. And honestly, Marcus, like, the biggest intricacy of that tight end position tends to be, you know, figuring out the blocking and the receiving. If he's not right. going to be primarily utilized as a blocking tight end, then he focuses on his ability as a receiver. And what Baltimore does schematically to create mismatches on the field with their tight ends, it's, I mean, it's absolutely perfectly complementary to what you need uh, Isaiah likely to do to succeed. I mean, it's Mark Andrews and it's Rashad Bateman who we, we love, but is still a bit of a question mark. There's all the opportunity in the world for Isaiah likely to come away uh, with, you know, some, some decent target share. If he continues this momentum. Um, I mean, you know, I think we're going to see some regression in terms of their pass volume. uh, But you know, it, it, I think for as much as Lamar Jackson targets the tight end position, I do think you have to be buying in. It's probably not the time, though, because I have to imagine, Marcus, that there are going to be some wild trades for Isaiah Likely, a la Isaiah Pacheco uh, at some point in the next week. And this is going to get a little crazy. Yeah. And this is what I struggle with, because the Ravens, when they when they drafted Isaiah Likely, they had already taken a tight end ahead of him, Charlie Kohler. They actually wanted Calvin Austin, who your Steelers drafted. Um, so they pivoted to a guy that is not really a tight end. He's six foot four, like 235 pounds. And John Harbaugh calls him just like a, a receiver. So I kind of think they're going to use him that way. Still, I have my doubts about like, is he going to have a big role in this offense right away? Or is he going to be, is he going to have a consistent role? I think that like yes. that could be the, 
the bigger question mark here. And I think, again, this all kind of, this is going to be a sort of new situation. Like Marquise Brown not being in this offense. Yeah. Like definitely, definitely shakes things up. Right. But I mean, outside of Mark Andrews, the rest of this offense really is a question mark. We don't really know what the situation is going to be for these running backs in terms of health. We know Gus Edwards still not healthy. JK Dobbins still doesn't have like the full go. So I mean, Marcus, like just it from a opportunity standpoint, you know that there's going to be lots of opportunity. You know, this is a very tight end friendly scheme. So I'm, I'm just not, I'm not all out of the question. And Charlie Kohler, like he's going to be the blocking tight end. I don't really think we have to worry about him in that regard. Um, yeah. All right, let's go through I've, some recent trades for Isaiah Likely before we move on. Uh, this one happened two days ago. Isaiah Likely for Romeo Dubs, the wide receiver for Green Bay. Ooh. Ooh. Um, I might take Isaiah Likely there. Mm. Is it a tight end premium? Tight no, end premium, not, I'm no. 100% yes. taking Isaiah yeah. Likely. It is not. Isaiah Likely for a 2023 third-round pick? Yep. Give me. You know that of Likely? Yeah, I, I agree. Isaiah Likely for Gerald Everett. Yep, give me Likely. Uh, if I'm in a win-now mode, win-now mode, I'll take Gerald Everett because I do think uh could be one of the more underrated uh, underrated assets here in the, the coming season. But uh, overall... This, one, th this is a little bit of a stretch. Now, it's a tight end premium, 1.15... or Sorry, 1.25 points for a reception for a tight end. But Isaiah Likely... For Traylon Burks, people are panicking about Traylon wow. Burks. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I'm still going to take Traylon Burks, guys. Yeah, Come, on. The, Come on. Come on. I want to talk about the Buffalo backfield really quickly because <laughs> they used them all uh, uh, on Saturday <laughs> afternoon. It may, my goodness, this Buffalo team is really good. But uh, you have some thoughts on Devin Singletary. Uh, what do you think? Um, I mean, Devin Singletary, huge, huge winner. Uh, it just overall, and I mean, again, just generally the, the entire backfield, uh, looked fantastic this week for the Buffalo bills, but Devin Singletary just, I mean, showed every bit of what you would want him to show in a continuance of last season. Cause he ended the year extremely hot, like just blew it out of the water, Marcus. And it was just, it, it was kind of like a, uh, a nice like cap off to the season. Cause as soon as he actually saw any sort of like conceivable workload on a regular basis, uh, he blew it out of the water. But yesterday four carries third or sorry, was this Saturday? I'm like, I'm like losing all sense of day and time here, uh, with football being back. Four attempts, 39 rushing yards, didn't get any of the touchdowns. But don't worry, Zach Moss came in, scooped two more touchdowns, uh, which unfortunately did, uh, you know, brush down his his yards per attempt here because um, he got those some pesky line touch work. touchdowns just hurt the stat line. Yes. It, I mean, they did because my father-in-law texted me. He was like, man, Zach Moss stat line not looking too good comparatively. I was like, bro, he got goal line work like 
He was efficient. Um, but Devin Singletary, too. I love that you and your father-in-law are still talking about Zach Boss. It's, it's absolutely Oh, great. it's like a huge point of contention, man. Like, we are family dinners, very tense. Um, but Devin Singletary, four missed forced tackles on four rushing attempts. Two of his four rush attempts went for 10-plus yards. Like, just running so tough and so, like – showing great vision, showing great contact balance. Um, and I mean, same with Zach Moss. He looks healthy. He looks, uh, he looks great. And again, that's like another narrative that we've been kind of hearing from Bill's camp all off season. Zach Moss has come out to say like, yeah, I had my ankle surgery last year, but I wasn't very healthy. Um, I wasn't feeling good. I wasn't feeling like myself. And the world word out of Bill's camp all off season has been that Zach Moss has had one of the most consistent camps. So you throw in how good Devin Singletary looks. You throw in the the team's overall impression of Zach Moss taking a, a leap forward. And then you throw in James Cook, who also had a freaking great day. Four rush attempts, three, uh, 38 rushing yards, 9.5 yards per carry. Um, and just like it looked looked great. All of these guys looked great. Um, which I think is a, a fantastic thing. There's been plenty of questions about, uh, you know, offensive line and that blocking and can they get it done? Uh, but I, I think the success that all of these guys showed and their willingness to rotate through the scheme, that tells you that this is going to be a no-go, guys, for fantasy, and I'm not going to want a single part of it uh, outside of best ball leagues. No, thank you. Yeah. I, th- I think that's the takeaway. I don't think you – James Cook is the only one that's a little bit intriguing to me just because there's a chance he catches the most passes probably. See, even- for me, again, this comes back to Zach Moss, and I don't mean to harp on Zach Moss, but he seems like he's probably clearly, which we've seen in years past, the goal line back. So yeah. out of all but, of these guys, but at the same I'm time, kind we- of interested in Zach Moss from the – goal line back perspective i don't think you're wrong i I think he is the clear goal line back but we know who's really the goal line runner for this team right it's josh allen which makes it even harder to to break down this backfield so i I think you have the right takeaway like just but then if you're gonna so if we're gonna invest in one of these guys then invest in the goal line back because josh allen is not like james cook is not going to see 70 targets like that's not i don't see that in the realm of possibility for this team not with Stefan Diggs, not with Gabe Davis, not with Dawson Knox. Like, I don't see that in the realm of possibility. Like, yes, it, James Cook is probably going to finish the year as the leading receiver among the running backs. Yes. But Devin Singletary probably going to lead the team in rush attempts in the running back room. Um, but like, that doesn't really necessarily mean much for fantasy if the goal line opportunities get funneled to Zach Moss. Sure. So at least it, like in best ball format specifically, I'm going to take a flyer on Zach Moss. He's the cheapest and the, the goal line opportunities. If you're not going to get a combination of carry volume, target volume and rush attempts in the end zone, like then I'll just take the rush attempts in the end zone. Cause those are going to get me the most points. Okay. Uh, don't necessarily disagree. Uh, now a public service announcement from Drive Sober. You're hanging out with some of your friends and you're putting back a few drinks. A few become a few too many. 
As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride, but nah, you're good. You live nearby. You can make it home okay. No big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risk of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That is why our police officers officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. All right, Kate, let's just do a couple quick-hitting thoughts on some players. I'll, I'll, I'll name a guy. You just tell me what you thought from the preseason. Uh, Desmond Patman, wide receiver for the Colts. Uh, fantastic week two. Um, lots and lots and lots of opportunity here uh, just moving forward. Um, had 103 receiving yards, one touchdown on uh, six targets. And Marcus, I think the best – thing that you can look at from Desmond Patton and Patman and what he did is again, the opportunity. So we've got Michael Pittman uh, on the depth chart. We've got Paris Campbell on the depth chart. We've got Alec Pierce on the depth chart out of Desmond Patman, who we are talking about right now. Can you name any of the second string wide receivers for the Indianapolis Colts? Mike Stratton, I think is one. I mean, it's, I mean, it, it's, it's not pretty, right? It's, it's not great. So you are, and this guy's huge too. So he's huge. Uh, and like six, four, 225 pounds, he's got explosive ability, right? Like, uh, did a, it had a, uh, 36 inch vertical jump, a four, four, eight, 40 at six, four, 225. Impressive as hell, uh, over 10 inch hands, like, a uh, 132-inch broad jump, which ranks in the 94th percentile among wide receivers. Like he's a, a pretty fantastic athlete, especially given his size and the depth chart, lack of lack of options at tight end, uh, and lack of options at wide receiver overall tell me that Des Desmond Patman he could carve a role out for himself. And with with Matt Ryan under center. I don't mind taking a flyer there currently rostered in just 4% of uh, sleeper leagues right now. 4% waiver wire, baby. <laughs> uh, Damian Pierce running back for the Texans. Didn't play this week. And that yeah, what is, does that tell you that tells me, man, oh man, uh, he is the leading rusher for the yep. Houston Texans, yep. which I've been calling all week. We already talked about him. We don't need to, talk about him any further but his absence on the field this weekend just tells us what we what we knew already and that uh he's 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 locked into a, a role he's top right? dog baby i think he's locked into a role rex burkhead is going to be a, an annoying factor at some point but he's david pierce is going to play a lot uh ty day or Ty Tyrion davis price running back for the 49ers looks fantastic like in terms of in terms of eyeball test, uh, again, not really looking to make a huge investment in Ty Davis price, but Marcus, uh, 10 rush attempts, 41 yards, 4.1 uh, 
yards per attempt, like nothing fantastic, right? Uh, but looked really good. Like just eyeball test. I loved what I saw with the eyeball test. We know that he is in a scheme that is very friendly towards the running back position. And we know that the 49ers have had significant injury concerns just over and over and over again. Um, Elijah Mitchell, I'm still investing him as the RB1 in this offense, but I think Ty Davis price could be a really interesting buy just based on eyeball tests, based on uh, potential opportunity here. Uh, what the, the 49ers spent a third round pick on him. So like, clearly they liked him a lot uh, and they were looking for depth at that position. I, I think he's a great depth piece right now to add yeah. to your rosters and buy low before uh, anybody else finds out. Yeah. I, I don't disagree. Um, uh, just one last thing before we head out uh, today, we should talk about the rookie quarterback that's been just lighting up the preseason. That's been fantastic so far. Uh, Skylar Thompson, the Miami Dolphins. I mean, just incredible. <laughs> like, it's I I know that he's been getting a lot of national attention stuff, but Skylar Thompson had another good week this week. Nine of ten for 129 yards and a touchdown. He's obviously not going to be at the starter this year, but like long term. I think he fits that offense pretty well. We'll see, Kate. We'll see. Yeah, I, I mean, he might beat out. Uh, I think the Steelers might be looking to trade. Uh, they'll move on from Kenny Pickett. I mean, listen, if we're talking about one. if we're talking about old quarterbacks with small hands, I mean, Skylar Thompson <laughs> right at the top of your list that we should be talking about. So I know, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of joking, but I'm kind of being serious. Skylar Thompson has been phenomenal in the preseason. Seventh round pick, 25 year old rookie. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, That is it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. As always, we want to thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen today. Now make Locked On Fantasy Football your second listen. Just head on over to their show. Get ready for your fantasy drafts because I know they're coming up. Might have already happened. They might be happening this weekend. Check out Vinny Iyer, who brings over 20 years of NFL expertise and a unique angle to give you the moves no one else has. Get ready for your fantasy draft with Locked On Fantasy Football. You can listen to our podcast wherever you get football podcasts. You can also check us out on YouTube. Follow Kate at FF Ball Blast. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher, and we'll see you next time.